Hello, my wonderful friends. Thanks for clicking on another episode of Sinksters. I blame Taylor Marie for the little <laughs> dip in my ambitious recording um, schedule. However, I'll give her a pass because she had emergency gallbladder surgery. So Taylor's feeling great. She's going to be better than ever. And we were able to meet virtually to record this episode, talking about synchromysticism, how we work with syncs in our own life. And I'm hoping that it gives kind of some context to my whole intention to really start this podcast in the first place. So I hope you enjoy and uh, let's jump right in. Uh, well, you kind of had your little break there. I guess you went on a little break. You went on a little vacation, so we're a little bit behind on the schedule here. <laughs> we'll give you a pass this time. Just one. Yeah, just just this one time. Um, but you're feeling good. Feeling great. Feeling great. Okay. Well, that's what matters. And you're a whole new energy. I literally feel a whole new energy. Like you even look different. Have you noticed that in the mirror? Yeah. Like even just from when we last recorded, if you like, I guess six or seven days ago, like your face looks different. Oh yeah. Well, I'm sure too, that I was like, like just on an actual, on an energetic level, I feel different, but also on like an actual physical level. Like I feel like I was just so swollen obviously, but like, I just, that's even when I look in the mirror now, like I can just see the difference and I could feel this, the swollenness, like I could feel it all the time, but not put like, uh, like I didn't have the concept or like, didn't realize that I was swollen, but like, yeah, you could just get used to the way you look in the mirror and then you don't catch it. It's kind of like with being sick for so long, you don't realize how absolutely shitty you feel. Yeah. General malaise can build and build and build. Yeah, well, I'm excited to see your transformation. I feel like it's, um, well, after you've done your resting period, then Persephone can climb out of, you know, yeah. den or whatever. <laughs> den. His den of hell. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> okay, so um, we, ha- we actually have to do this show together because I realized that I really never set it up whatsoever, but my whole intention with, you know, doing this just creative project was because I love talking about consciousness and I love talking about synchronicities and I love talking about dreams and you and I do it all the time, every day. So we might as well just start recording ourselves doing that. Um, But truly, truly like talking about what makes, um, what makes our lives so great with synchronicity? Yes. And I love how you say synchronicity because it makes me laugh every time. So don't stop. (laughs) Don't stop. Don't change Because then if our voices ever get confused, (laughs) oh no, Taylor says synchronicity. (laughs) Pardon me, synchronicity. (laughs) But I think that my my opening question going forward, you know, like if we're going to interview other people about their experiences always should be, uh, well, first of all, what was your first moment of consciousness 
Um, because I don't think I've ever like even just had that as a general conversation with people. And I, I'm thinking now how important that is because I have that. I'm sure we all have that, but like, do we ever think about that? I'm thinking no. And so one of my favorite books is called initiation and I've given you my copy and I'm going to keep bugging you until you read more of it, but that's okay. You'll get there. And I remember reading this book for the first time. So I'm going to be reading this book for the third time now. And it's absolutely incredible to me because I get, it's one of those books, like I get something new out of it every single time. So I'm also excited now that I've already started. I think I'm on like chapter 15. I'm going to get something totally different out of it all over again, already from what I've already received. And the author is kind of like a memoir. Well, I mean, it is a memoir basically of her, like coming into consciousness, coming into her past lives, remembering everything, because that's like, I mean, that's a whole other topic of spiritual awakening, but I truly believe that it's just literally remembering everything. And that's what she goes through. And I literally, when I was reading this book the first time, I remember like wanting to like half kind of weep and like be on my knees and be like, yes, yes, Elizabeth, (laughs) preach sister, preach. But also be like, oh my God, I've had this. Maybe my examples aren't as like incredible, but I've totally felt this. And I also do think it's a very collective experience that people are either completely ignoring, aren't recognizing what they're having or having it, knowing what it is. And we just really don't talk about it. So perhaps it is taboo, but we, um, so I did hand this book to you. You started reading it and then you started flipping out because one of the author, so the author is Elizabeth. She talks about how one of her earliest experiences as a child, one of her first conscious moments is when she kind of has this feeling growing within her, I guess. And I mean, you have read this part more recently than me. So please let me know if I'm botching this, but she has this feeling kind of like growing in her that she's remembering that this man who's her father, like her dad, like, isn't her dad and maybe he's her dad now, uh, in this incarnation, but she's kind of like, I love this guy. And I'm like very reverent of this guy, but he's not my father. Like he, like she really describes it as if these people are are playing the roles, but she's felt other people like in her heart before. Am I like kind of saying this correctly? Yes. So because you really resonated with this. Yes, as, as one of your first conscious moments. Yeah. So um, she actually had injured herself um, and her, yeah. So her father, I believe her, it was her father, her uncle and her mother that were there. And even um, her experience was that, yes. Yeah, so she knew these people, like she specifically spoke actually about her mother um, in, in the way that you're speaking about of like that, this this woman brought her so much comfort and she felt such love for this woman and finally put it together that this woman was her mother and that that's what like she called her and that this was like you know her mom um but prior to that it was kind of almost I almost want to describe it in the way that I read it of like she didn't associate this woman as her mother but she associated this woman through a feeling like rather than an identity prior to this. And then her experience of her father 
was very similar. And she mentions about how um, she didn't even think prior to this moment that anybody could see her. So it was like, she thought that she didn't even know that she really existed, which I think this is like the phenomena of having that first moment of consciousness is that she realized that she was not just a pair of hands and like a body um, that she was like, everybody could see her. Um, and it was because the doctor said that she was ugly when she was crying. And she was like, how could I be ugly if I'm like, I didn't know anybody could see me. So she was just like that, like really early level of consciousness where you're just kind of experiencing everything as like this, like movie um, where you're not actually like in the present, um, not even in the present moment, but just in presence with everything going on around you. Like she was kind of like looking, uh, looking at everything, but nothing's looking back at her. As well, well, I think I, I look at it as like, okay, we all have these moments of like, okay, we know who we are, blah, blah, blah. blah. But when you're a child it, it, and then the cool thing is, well, we will all really remember this as being kids. So there's that, but it's like that first moment of like the, I am moment where you are suddenly like a single entity kind of, it's kind of like your moment of singularity when you have suddenly not, it's like the, when the mother baby died kind of would break. That's basically what she was kind of describing actually. But, um, um, okay. So yeah, so you laid that out really nicely. So, and it's interesting because I remember reading that and I got something out of the crying piece because I have a memory of myself looking in the mirror crying. So it was like my, I am moment. Cause I remember my dad was there and he was telling me, no, that's you crying. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, that's so weird. But it's interesting because you had the moment of being triggered about your first conscious moment, uh, with the whole parent thing, right? Yes. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was through my, um, actually I can say that it's both. And I, I wouldn't say that it was in the same moment, but the one that really rings true and is like very prominent for me is I was very young. So, um, oh God, I want to say I was three maybe, um, and I was, uh, my parents like had been separated since I was seven months old. Um, my dad wasn't really, um, a prominent figure in my life at that time. Um, and I remember my mother telling me your father is coming to see you. And I remember, I don't know who it was. There was a little boy in the house. I don't believe it was my cousin. But yeah, there was a little boy there and I kept telling him how, like how excited I was that my dad was coming to see me. And I remember specifically, I was sitting uh, like my, I was standing kind of in the, uh, the threshold of like between the kitchen and where our front door was. And my dad's a very tall, like he's like six, four, six, five. And I remember him coming into the door, like through the door and up the little steps and standing there. And I looked up at him and I just remember having the thought of like, oh, this is my father. Because prior to that, I couldn't even consciously picture him, if that makes sense. And I remember really grasping onto the fact of like, oh, this is my dad. And I kept saying it over and over again. I'm like, oh, you're my dad. Like, you're my dad. And it wasn't a thing of that I didn't 
have any connection with my father, or this was like the first time I met him, but it was a really conscious. It was like the first time I came into consciousness of like, that this is my parent and like, this is what he looks like. And, oh, I kind of know the resemblance of this man. Like, it's not like he's unfamiliar to me, but it was that same connection that Elizabeth had of like, oh, this dark, especially because when she described her father, she was like this dark haired, like handsome man. Well, my dad was the same way. And it wasn't that she didn't know who he was, but it was the connection of like, this is my father. Um, And I kept saying to the little boy, like, this is my dad. This is who he is. Like, and my dad picked me up. And I was like, just really enveloped in the whole experience. And I would say that I had a similar experience with my mother, but because my mother was with me all the time, I don't remember that same um, like moment of consciousness with her. I do relate to that feeling. Like you even said, I love when you said the mother baby dyad, like I always remember being connected to my mother. And I do remember that shift of like, this is my mom. Um, and this is who she is and this is what she looks like and, and all of that. But the, the one with my dad is like one of my very first memories of, yeah, like that I am moment, like this is where I come from. This is who my dad is. Um, And yeah, it was just really, actually, I even remember, to be honest with you, and it was very strange being that young. It doesn't surprise me now for who I am, but I even remember like being in that moment and questioning the moment, like, like, like making that connection that it is my father, but then also being kind of like, well, of course it's your dad. Like, how did you not know that? And like, this isn't the first time you've seen him, but why are you like, I was almost like hyper aware. I just picture I just picture you getting like some kind of scroll and you're reading it and you're just kind of like, okay, and these are the characters and they're gonna play this role this time. And you're looking at your dad in the doorway and you're like, and this guy, this is the guy. Okay, yes, I know that. Like it's I don't know. That's just how yeah. like it's like you're getting the quick download as to like, okay, these are the characters and this is the game. All right, let's go. I know yeah. mom the best so far. Makes sense. Makes sense. No. <laughs> That's ex- no, that's honestly how it felt. And then I was like, and why? Yeah. So why and why it stood out to me even more so is like I said, so I had that moment of like, I am consciousness. Okay, this is where I've come from. This is my father. This is my mother. Okay, I've got it. But then I was almost confused of why I didn't relate to him like that before. So I was like, very hyper aware that this was like a different experience from the other times that I had been with him. Well, I, I would say, I mean, I don't know, I'm just guessing, but that could just be la- the whole thing that language brings to like our consciousness, right? So now you're giving him like the title and with that title, with the name comes all of these extras that as a child, we're start, well, you're just trying to grasp onto like, okay, what does father mean? Um, because like you said, it was a feeling. I think that's so cool that you remembered that specifically and that I got you starting that book to read that, to like, remember that again. Mm-hmm. I freaking love that book. I'll write that somewhere on the podcast description because I want everybody to read this book. I don't have, so I have that moment of me crying in the mirror. I remember that one specifically. I feel like I was a bit old for that one though. I feel like I was four. I have, mine are more like, um, like senses related. So like, cause I have a really good memory. I mean, I think that's a cancer thing. Is it not? You do too. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I'm just hyping my own shit up. My self knows. 
sorry, I was just going to say my silk note is in cancer, but yes, it is a cancer thing. I just, uh, it's a steel trap, baby. Can't, oh yeah. I hate to, I hate to remember it all. I do. <laughs> um, I feel like I have, oh my God, I forget the name of it. I feel like I have a memory that's one away from those people where you can be like, what were you doing on March 6, 1962? And they'll like, it'll be a mundane day and they can like yeah. tell you I'm like one away from that. Like, no, yeah, no, same. I actually pretend that my memory isn't so good because I'll like run into somebody in the grocery store and I'll be like, hello, how's your mom, Kathy? Did she have a good birthday on January 6th? And is she still dating that guy named Terry? And they'll be like, who the fuck are you? And I'll be like, oh, we went to high school together. We were in French class for four years. And they'll be like, I don't remember you. How the fuck do you know that about my mom? So I actually stopped. I stopped being so honest about how great my memory is because it's kind of embarrassing same way I'm literally the same way every conversation and like it's not even I know a lot of people have good memories when it comes to like important conversations no no I can't like any conversation verbatim I can like spit it back in two seconds I remember what I was wearing I can remember what somebody else was like everything down to well, but but maybe there's something to that because maybe there's something to you know having memories like this and then remembering stuff that even transcends just this lifetime because I mean not everyone can say that right like they they just can't so there maybe we're like cracking a bit of the code here but I was gonna say that my, my uh remembrance of like my first moments of consciousness and I specifically mean the I am because I mean again, the memory is so good. Like I remember my little sister. I remember my mom being pregnant with her. Like I remember loads of stuff that I technically should have been too young for. So mine are all like, I had a huge issue with this body and being not able to have like peripheral vision. Like I felt like this space behind my head was so bothersome that I had Oh, are you having a moment? Your face leads me to believe if everyone could just see Taylor Marie's face right now, I, uh, I'm waving my hands behind my head because I feel so like jazzed up about this moment. But I was, I, I remember thinking all the time, like, this is so not functional. Like I can't fly. Like, I don't even know if it was like fly, but I just felt so restricted so restricted in these movements, my eyes. And also it's so funny because I actually still hate this to this, to this day. So it's interesting that I, for some reason, want to have a podcast now, but I cannot stand the sound of my own voice in my head. So I don't like the echo. I'll never listen back to hear my own voice. I don't like that. And it's not even like a vain judgy thing, although it is like kind of painful. It's like, I actually don't like whatever this echo chamber of like just our own brain is where you can like hear in your ears your own voice I can't stand it so I remember having a big problem with this and I remember these I remember these thoughts does everybody hear their own voice in their head like me does everybody have have to turn their neck and eyes to see behind them does everybody feel like they want to just like crawl out of their skin I mean in a way like I mean being a little dramatic but so for me, it was very like senses based um, in that kind of way. But tell me what you're freaking out about over there. Just, I just love that. I was just like, I was just loving the story. I remember. I remember. Like just, yeah. Like just being that coming into consciousness 
things like that and being that conscious. And then of course the question then follows of like, before that moment, could you see more or was there another life where you, well, that's what it, but that's what it leads me to believe because it's like, why, what was I comparing it to? It felt like there was a comparison piece missing that I couldn't remember. And I always used to tell my dad, if he ever listens to this one day, he won't, but I always used to tell him, I remember the day I was born because I remember viewing the, (laughs) the hospital garage, like as if I was like dropping down into Grand River Hospital, Kitchener Hospital, that's whatever. Like totally, that's like where my son was born and where I just had my surgery. But anyways, continue. Well, yeah, I know, but I'm just kind of like, I remember (laughs) telling him that he used to make, he's made fun of me for this my whole life. I used to say, dad, hospital garage, black. As if I was like shooting down from space. I saw the hospital garage, zoomed into the right room, boom black because I'm being born uh, he thinks that's hilarious but I was dead serious that's so fucking wild I'm like I don't, I don't even know. have that's like insane oh, like weird lag but in the best way on. but I'm just the cosmic weather tonight wow we're just wow lagging. wow 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 okay wait maybe we've synced up oh. again oh there you are okay am I well, you were wowing okay, sorry. you were lagging on my well, end, but I wow energy that was like distorting <laughs> distorting the video. Um no, I was gonna say back to when you were saying, so I didn't have the peripheral thing, but I do have the thing where I don't like listening back and like my inner voice. I remember asking myself, like in my head when I was a child, like, does everyone else? have this voice and did you know that some people do not which is terrifying to me actually on the other side of that well I don't really I know what you mean and that's terrifying to me too this whole inner monologue thing because it's I mean that's just but I mean are those people just NPCs that's well this is the thing but I know some of them that's (laughs) well I know some of them too and that hasn't changed my mind (laughs) (laughs) it's just like I'm like what is going on there like I don't I don't no, like no, it, no, but, but I don't uh, even really mean, I don't even really mean like the inner monologue. I really mean just like the way you can hear your voice when you're talking, like even just coming, like, I'm just kind of being conscious of it right now. As I am saying this, I can hear my voice coming out of my mouth. It was more like that. Um, because I felt actually always, and I still do feel very comfortable with like the old, my own thoughts in my head and my own voice, like dialoguing everything and anything around me. So it was more of like literally just the sounds Um, which would make me think if I want to go there, that I was used to telepathy that absolutely, because perhaps I didn't have to have this fucking voice box making this weird voice. You know what I mean? So really plays into the lack of vision, right? Yeah. Not like you're limited. You have a limited view. Like, yeah, I'm used to being, uh, an owl. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's interesting that it's like the consciousness point of uh, like our existence uh, in this life really does tie nicely, I think, and harmoniously into synchronicity because at the end of the day, the way, the way I know that you and I use synchronicity is, is the, I am to find out 
where we're going. It's like the constant curiosity of exploring our environment, this life, what this life is showing us. Um, so I assumed for this chat that you and I would be very similar in that because I'm interested to hear, you know, as guests go on, I want to ask them the same question. Like if they are noticing sinks, because I mean, lots of people aren't, or they just call them like coincidences or whatever. But I think that the way that synchronicity is in my life right now, it's much, much too big to be just you know, swept under the rug. I really do feel like for ourselves and I, and I include you because I know you, but we are doing our own kind of synchro mysticism of the self. Like maybe we're not, you know, like traversing the cities and finding like the hot spots of, you know, sacred sites and where rituals were or will be or something like that. But really for ourselves, like that's the Holy grail of like figuring out who we are and we're not even close to it, but it's, it keeps getting better and better and maybe more and more clear. Like, I don't know, would you agree with that? I, w- I was just going to say it keeps getting more and more clear. And I feel like the more we anchor in and we're paying attention and it's not a paying attention, like we're trying to make things out of nothing because there's definitely a visceral, physical and energetic feeling when it's happening. That is not just like, um, like we're like what I'm saying is is that it's not like you and I are just pulling shit out of the air because like we want to have a sink. Like, do you know what I'm saying? But I do find that the more um the more you and I continue to dive into everything and the more we like, you know, are talking to each other every day and then expanding on things and then something new comes in, I do feel like A, it's ramping up and B that it is like we are getting closer. And I would say that it's even like a personal form of gnosis like we're like really trying to not even trying I don't even actually like the word trying for what we're doing because I don't feel like we're trying I feel like we're tapping in there's like a really big visceral difference with that um because trying is like the fact that we're seeing all the available all the available kind of like well this leads into spider which I know we want to talk to talk about but like if we're noticing the web of possibilities mm-hmm. uh, of like the spider's web of synchronicity, how to find like, okay, so this is what I was saying to you about what Mark Steves said. He was saying, and I think this is a Jungian concept. I, I, and oh my God, I'm all over the place, but I was going to say, I'm really glad in a way that I was truly never taught, um, ever read the red book like I don't I've never been taught like Jungian things I've just glossed over them for my own sake of interest so sometimes I'm really happy about that because when it comes to synchronicity I've really been taught by like the like what the wild has taught me experience has taught me you know what I mean and I think sometimes that might be a little bit better in this scenario because I'm able to be like okay just like a reoccurring thing is not necessarily a sink like it can get so much better than that because I have a map behind me of the red pins in them you know what I mean like it's that whole meme again right but what I wanted to say was um the like the spider's web of the all the possible like light up points where like the um what did you just send me weaving the dimensions together weaving the reality like the spider I love that and then it's like seeing where your red thread so when Mark said this in the podcast that I was on with him and Michael 
I I always relate the red thread to like our matrilineal like red thread. So when he brought that up, I was kind of like, oh, I've never I've never really heard this before. But I think it was, um, but it was funny because in my mind, you and I like a few days prior had just gone over like Ariadne and the Minotaur. So I'm kind of like, it must be the red thread, like moving you through the labyrinth. So I, I knew what he was kind of like describing whether or not I exactly knew the context, but I liked what he was saying because I was like, yeah, it is like a spider's web, like this vortex, or what did we say? The, the buffet vortex buffet of synchronicity available to us. And it's like, yeah, you can see everywhere. It's like your whole, it's like the whole Akasha is like lit up and you really have to kind of decide how you're going to traverse and where's your true North. And are you going to get distracted or whatever? I mean, we've already had that conversation, but I just thought that was interesting. Like in the following days, here we go. The synchronicity never ends because these conversations are being brought back maybe I didn't pull enough from them or maybe I didn't learn enough from that so it's so it's kind of like in my face again so that I can draw from it even more yeah no I was gonna say too like even I don't even always think it's that we didn't learn enough I think it's like the next the next part is being you know the next block is gonna go on top we're gonna throw some mortar cement whatever and in addition to like what sinks do for us and the way that we move with them through our lives. Um, and even like how I was saying to you earlier, um, just about like sinks for me are always like even a sign of God, like that. I'm just, I'm on, like you said, like that guiding North star. And I'm like, okay, like, I know God is with me. I know I'm being supported. I know I'm being guided, but even more so than that is like, and I think you'll agree with this is that like certain sync threads show up at certain times in our lives because there's a running theme or a running cycle. So it's like even tapping into, okay, like this sync thread was showing up of March last year. What was going on then? What was happening? What was going on in my personal development? Where was I expanding? What was, you know, what cycles was I breaking? Okay, now it's here again. What's the next layer that's coming? And it's through the sinks and through the symbolism and through everything that I feel that helps us to guide us through like that labyrinth so much fucking quicker. Well, and it's interesting because one of my questions is really like, what do you believe is driving the sinks? I think I just answered that, but well, well, I know, but I'm like, I'm like, I go back and forth all the time because sometimes I think depending on what, okay, now let me rephrase that because ultimately, yes, I do believe it is like great creator, God, whatever you, whatever your word for it is, it's like the higher power. However, I do think that often I can get like, depending on the theme, maybe it is just like an Archangel Gabriel reference. And it's like, I'm just working with him right now you know what I mean like ultimately yes of course it's God but I mean like these threads sometimes especially the reoccurring ones if there's more to more to learn or like farther to go I do feel like they're very kind of like um I was gonna say entity based but like there there is like an energy around them that I can kind of be like oh I've already discerned that I know where this is coming from so this gets kind of compartmentalized into my like I need to grow here or this is my divine feminine um 
guides. You know what I mean? Like, or even like even the red thread in regards to how you and I speak about it about the matrilineal line. Like, is it is it ancestral? Um, yes, obviously, completely, one hundred percent agree. Like, yes, all is guided. The divine blueprint is guided by again, like you said, God, Creator, whatever anyone who's listening to this wants to use for that word. Um, <laughs> but I completely agree that it's um, you know different ones might be guided by different energetic imprint I would even go as far to say and I know we talked about this a little bit in our first episode is that I do also think that if you don't have discernment that there can be like a trickster sink like a trickster sink that's to take you off your path and I find I run into those the most when I'm getting real fucking close to like cracking the code on one Right. So like your personal synchro mysticism of your holy grail of figuring out who the fuck Taylor Murray has been, is, and where you're going, there's going to be like tricksters trying to derail you and you're there and they might just be, but would you agree with us though? Those aren't true synchronicities because they'll be very like shallow almost, but they are like very shiny. It's like shiny, but shallow kind of. Yeah. That's exactly what we would mm-hmm. like the Luke impulse, right? Like it's like it, it's shiny at first. And I think, again, it takes that awareness and discernment. Like if you are working with synchronicity, (laughs) synchronicity, if you are working with it, um, there does need to be a discernment. um, Because again, yeah, like you can be taken off your path. And I think it's that awareness that, um, you know, not everything is from God, or that not everything is from this higher octave place. And knowing what that feels like in your body, knowing, knowing what is leading you astray and what is leading you to, so to speak. You and I both experienced downloads and how it's kind of like so different from just a regular thought that like feels good. I don't, it's hard to even describe, but do you remember the first time you noticed synchronicity? Because it's kind of, because to me, my experience is a little bit akin to consciousness in general, not so much the senses thing, but I remember the, I remember the first time it's like, well, the, it was the mirroring of like, my experience kept coming back to me and back to me. And I remember this was like shortly after my like spiritual awakening, let's say, and I was completely freaked out. So it was like a very strange thing because I was like, you know, you kind of walk around after your matrix has been cracked wide open and you're kind of like high. I was like in a depressive high, I guess I would say, because Mm -hmm. it's like everything felt new again, but then I'm being shown these things that are like truly, I believe trying to guide me, but I was like, oh my God, I was a bit paranoid about it actually. So for me, um, I feel like mine is like a double experience only because of my upbringing, um, which I mean, you know, like with my mother and my grandmother, and then even my father, like my father would call um, sinks, like he would call them God moments. So like, that's probably so he would just call them that. Well, that's even Um, cooler because it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't new to you in a way. It wasn't. So that's what I'm saying is that like, um, I can recall many times, like even witnessing my mother, 
Um, you know, and it like really all the, I shouldn't say all the women, but the majority of the women in my family, like just the way that we speak or like, like something as simple as, and maybe these aren't like bigger, you know, sync threads, like how you and I get into, but even for example, like, oh, um, you know, um, so-and-so's, you know, aunt just passed away and, you know, I went to the hospital, like I went to emerge last night and the nurse that was helping me, like her name was Gertrude as well. Like just things like that, like that would always stick out. I also remember my mom and I like being in a lot of rough situations and things just like coming to us in, in, in certain ways. And my mom would always note them and be like, okay, like we're going to be okay because such and such has happened or such and such has lined up or whatever. Um, my own experience with syncs though, I would say the first one that I, like the first sync thread that I tapped into for my own blueprint was the whole um, Gemini twin left side of my body, two fingers stuck together when I was born. Then my eye, that was the first one that I really like, put together on my own. And I was like, Oh, fuck, there's like a, a lineage here going on with me that isn't normal. And it actually didn't, I didn't even realize it wasn't normal. Not that you know, everyone has these same stories, but um, is when I would tell people about them, and then they would be like, um, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, that's a little too much like, synchronicity like that all of these things are 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 happening um you know in the in this way for you and there's so much symbolism um behind it so that's the first that would be the first one that I think I realized on my own but it's also harder for me to discern because of the like I grew up with you know women in mysticism and occultism and 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 spirituality where it was just like these conversations were very common did you know when you had cracked through something different? Like for myself, you mean? Versus yeah, like because to me, it was such like an episode. It was such a, like, I know the date. I know the time. I know where, you know what I mean? But, but I've, I also know that some people have like these very, well, who's to say you ever want to, who, who's to say you ever want to sleep fully? You know what I mean? But I was like almost peak normie like I was muggling down so hard I always feel like it was like the at the last ditch moment of like nexus exit for me to like possibly regain my powers back you know what I mean it was dire straight like I was it was a dire time but but that's that's why everything felt super magical for me coming out of that you know what I mean that's why the synchronicity was so wow this is like um it t- like it truly is like my magic. Well, that combined with dreams because dreams always lead to my bigger sinks, I would say. But it's just so interesting to think of that. If this was part of my vocabulary, the way you're saying, or like this was part of my like day to day God moments and stuff, like fuck, that's so beautiful. <laughs> that's so beautiful. Um, well, for me, like I feel like I went, like I drifted away. Um, like I would say through my teenage years, like I was really off the rails and I kind of, not that it wasn't, how do I explain this? Okay. As a child, I was very like aware of all of these things because it was just talked about normally. Um, and like I told you, my grandmother used to read theosophical texts to me as bedtime stories. So, 
There's a little Blavatsky to give you some good, uh, here's some good dreams for you. Um, here's some OTO before sleepy. (laughs) And then like, of course, um, you know, like astral travel and astral projection and stuff like that was, you know, I, like I've shared with you before, I used to wake up with my mom running her hands under the sink. Um, and she'd be like, Oh, like, you know, I was just, you know, off traveling again and I just need to shake it off. I, it wasn't a good experience or whatever. So like, these were all even through while I was a teenager, um, these were still common occurrences, but I would say that after my grandmother died, like that completely derailed me. And I kind of just went, yeah, like I just went off the rails, um, in a lot of ways and it wasn't until like, are you talking off the rails into escapism type deal? Yeah. Major, okay. major escapism. And I mean, I could, I can relate everything back to astrology. We won't do that right now. <laughs> um, do another day for that though. Oh yeah, no, we will another day, but um, yeah, I went totally into like escapism um, and just self deprecating like behavior Um, and I mean, like, I remember though, I would get like wasted drunk and then I would come home and my mom and I would have these like super like esoteric conversations in the kitchen at two o'clock in the morning, but like still, it still wasn't like the same as it is now. Um, then I met Mike and his family was the one who kind of woke me up to, um, like your basic level conspiracy. And that kind of like turned on a light for me. And then I had my son and that was like, that switched everything for me. Um, like within the first year of him being born, it was like, I had dove right back into everything, um, and started even re-remembering, um, like concepts that were taught to me when I was a child, even like astral travel and everything. Like that was something that I had kind of like, you know, like pushed to the side. I hadn't experienced it in a long time. And, um, then my son started experiencing it when he was, when he was very little and everything kind of just snowballed from there. So I wouldn't say that, like, I never went to sleep because I really did in a lot of ways, but it was after his birth that everything, yeah, like that's been the greatest acceleration, which I mean, is not abnormal for a mother. Um, but yeah, that's kind of from where I am. That was almost nine years ago. Right. So I feel like it's only continued to. So like, do you have, I mean, can you think of things that you would use to like, 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 I mean, cause you're talking a lot about astrology, right? So like astrology is one of your tools then to like give the importance to the synchronicity that you're experiencing. So like outside of astrology, like what else are you using? Cause like, sometimes I think like, wow, I kind of draw on some very random things that one might not think would be meaningful. And I know that everyone has their own kind of bag of tricks, let's say. So like you're saying that you can explain it all with astrology, like what else do you employ to like find the meaning? And like, sometimes do you look and it's not there? Cause that happens to me all the time. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh, I bet you I could check in Dramatria or something. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah not meaningful at all. <laughs> not, yeah. Um, astrology is definitely one. Um, I would even go to like psychology, like psycho-spiritual, because I have so much training in that, which again, looking back, of course, like um, 
I did a lot of psychology study before my son, and then I got into astrology, right? Which I mean, a lot are based. The other thing would be, um, what would be the word I would use for this? Like with sinks, um, I know you're like this too, is like, what would you call it? Um, archetypal, his, his, historical, um, um, that kind of, that kind of thing, I guess, archetypal, would that be, is that what you would, what would you phrase that? Yeah. I mean, I'm, that's, that's something that I have to continuously learn, but I do like the archetypes and stuff. Usually to me, like, I know this sounds so flimsy and like not a really good answer, but usually the energy literally kind of presents itself. And I'm kind of like, Oh, I mean, here's the thing. I'm using a lot of technology to help out these synchronicities as well. So I kind of have it like, again, broken up into different things for me because it's like, I am using nature. I am noticing if an animal yeah, crosses my path, but I'm also saying like, yeah, I am also going to like seek it out and I'm going to Google a few things too. And then, aha, I'm going to have these moments, but it's like what the energy that's already been like kind of presented to me. I know for a fact that if I Google this, I'm going to get the answer I need. So it's kind of like, yeah, I'm using this, you know, harmonic technology, but it, I already know that I'm going to make a hit. You know what I mean? Yes. Well, I think, I think you and I operate the same way because that's kind of the word I was looking for. Like I would say like even just general symbolism, which is kind of where I was going with the archetype. So I'm the same way. Um, And I think you and I through our like work with this is we've, we, even though there's new ones that appear and we're like, okay, I am going to Google this, like, you know, with your dream this morning and the blue moon and the apple, right? Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a perfect one where it was like, oh, holy shit, that's an actual thing, right? Like how the hell would we know that? Um, but I know what you're saying is like, um, it's not just that it's not like you were just walking around and we're like, oh, there's a squirrel in the fucking tree. So I'm going to Google a squirrel. The energy presents itself in a very specific way um, that uh, already tells you, like, it's like, that's what I was talking about, about that physical, like both energetic and physical feeling that when you come across this, it's like, I need to Google this. Like, I need to know what this means because I already know that it means something. And then lo and behold, just about every time we look it up, the answer is there. So I think that's like a a discernment piece as well that I think it's important to talk about is that we're not just like, oh, there's a stick on the, you know, on the ground. So we're going to like look up what that means. It's like, there's an actual um, um, feeling behind it and, and something that is trying to grab your attention. Like, for example, um, something that the listeners could like, I went on a hike once and in one hike, I found three blue jay feathers that's something that I looked up immediately because I was like, this is not like, why am I finding three different blue jay feathers in three different spots that are calling to me that are being pointed out to me directly in front of me. So that's kind of the, the, the difference between finding a blue yeah. jay feather happens like never finding three in one hike. There's a message. There's a deep yeah. meaning. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say my favorite is when, you know, something is swimming around in your, your mind. Um, and you're like waiting for kind of the next like piece to fall. And then somebody will just say something like even better if it's a stranger, they'll just be say something to you and you'll be like, why the fuck did you just say that? 
that happens to me all the time. And I'll be like, oh my God, they just added the next like puzzle piece to what I'm supposed to like put my attention to. And then the ball's going to drop or whatever these sayings, I'm horrible with sayings, but you know what I mean? Um, I have a really, really good one. If you want to hear an example. And this is how, again, I say my dreams always, I mean, I have some fucked up dreams, right? But the ones that I remember are usually trying to truly lead me somewhere. I feel very lucky in that like my dreams that I remember are always giving me like very good info. So, so like the context is that this Arthurian myth sink began right before I got pregnant last summer. And it was so benign to me. I just started seeing the name Arthur everywhere. Like, this is what I mean by the sink wink. So it's like, okay, I'm seeing the name Arthur everywhere. Big fucking deal. Like, this is the discernment piece where I'm telling, and I always, I always, I only say it so aggressively like that because people try to poo poo these things all the time. Like, oh, you're just noticing. I'm like, no, this is becoming like a spiritual science to me you know, whatever. Oh my God. That was so cute. You guys just kissed Taylor and her man just kissed and I caught it. Oh my God. That was beautiful. Um, let, let the listeners know what I just witnessed tonight on a Saturday night. Um, now I forgot what I was even talking about. That was so sexy. So <laughs> the Arthurian man, right, King Arthur. Arthur. let me get back to King Arthur. So I'm going to have to talk about this more because I think it is a really good example of, well, here's the thing. Here's the funny thing about the Arthurian myth, the, this, this, the seeking the Holy grail. What's the whole point of synchronicity? In my opinion, seeking your own Holy grail. So it's kind of funny that it's kind of like a hilarious joke that it's like, yeah, no shit. Now I'm going to be getting all of this King Arthur stuff. Anyways, so one day I wake up from a dream and I, this happens quite often. I am just saying the same thing over and over and over and over. I'm saying King Fisher, King Fisher, King Fisher, King Fisher. It's funny that you're actually bringing up Blue Jays. This is how you reminded me. So I'm thinking like a King Fisher, that's like a bird. Like I know that. I know that's a bird. Like I knew that much. And I'm thinking like, you know, usually when I wake up chanting, <laughs> you know, it's going to be meaningful to some degree. And I remember I was just like, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to Google, you know, like King Fisher spiritual meaning I'm reading this and th- like absolutely nothing is resonating. So I'm kind of like, maybe that was just a one-off um, or whatever. I kind of just like put it to the side. And then, you know, my pregnancy goes on. There's so many other different synchronicities. Oh my God. There's so much King Arthur stuff. Uh, I'm learning stuff about Scotland and British Wales and islands that I don't even know, but this is so cool because again, this is like the learning piece. I'm expanding. My Jupiter energy is all over the place. Like it's awesome, but I never figured out this king fisher thing and i and it's kind of weird too now that i think about it that i remembered because it kind of stumped me because again i'm so like high on my dream info so then again it's like like 10 months passes and i am reading this thick thick book about king arthur and what do you know 
I had it wrong because I was, I was saying Kingfisher, Kingfisher. It really depends where you put the emphasis, right? Because the Fisher King is this man who guards the Holy Grail in the Arthurian myth. So I had it. What? I just got goosebumps. Sorry. Continue. I was like, oh my God, I was so close yet so far. And the other day, I remembered all of this as if it was a download because I woke up yet again singing. I don't even know how I know the song. Kookaburra sits in the old gum tree. Do you know that song? Well, and guess what a kookaburra is? It's a kingfisher bird because that is how my mind now remembers that I didn't make that link. And so to me, that is showing me that I need to go give that go give that some attention because there's more to be like gleaned that I haven't yet. Um, and it was just funny because the day before that too, my sister was saying how, like, if you don't understand something or if there's something uncomfortable, you just have to laugh until you get it. And it's so funny that the next morning I wake up and it's talking about a Kingfisher bird laughing because that's what a kookaburra does, whatever. So I'm like, okay, Clearly there's more to go. I thought I could kind of like put Arthur to bed for a bit. Clearly not. But I think, I think that's a pretty good sink, right? I don't know. That's an amazing sink. And I love that you said, um, cause I know this is big for both of us. And I'd be curious to know, like for other people, um, who work within this, um, is like when you said, okay, like you're learning, you're expanding because that's part of the beauty of it all is that like that's how it's, I was going to say it's like, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Because honestly, like a lot of that, I know you and I taught, that's what I was going with kind of like the archetypal, like historical, biblical, religious, uh, occultism, like all of that kind of stuff, because a lot of the sinks that we experience and the symbolism within those sinks is rooted in all of those like ancient histories and ancient civilizations and ancient um, wisdoms. And so you and I, it's like, we're experiencing these things in our daily lives. And we're experiencing these symbols that are coming to us, whether it's through dreams or through interactions or whatever it may be. And then it's leading us into these like deeper, like threads of knowledge. And then we're picking up even more. And then I feel like that is actually part of what expands us and opens us up to receive more connections and more sinks within the web. Well, it's just like, there's nothing new under the sun, right? So we might as well try to remember as much as possible, because again, it always is just a remembering. That's why I'm like this consciousness linked to synchronicity. It is all one. And it is like the best. I think there is nothing better than this. It really <laughs> is like every day, if there's a reason to wake up in the morning is to just see what life is bringing you, man. I mean, you're laughing at me because I'm so passionate about this, but I really am. <laughs> well, I, well I, we talk about it all day long. Well, I know. It's, uh, yeah, it's I so know. Not a lot. Oh my gosh. Okay. Let's cut. Let's stop here. Cause I think it's a good place to stop because we have another dream one that we have to do. And then, um, I mean, I just can't wait to know what other people, how, like how other people operate with synchronicity, because then I know that it's going to teach us more too. So it's just like this. So if you're listening to this right there, people of middle earth, you're 
you operate within synchronicity and you're just sinking all over the place. Taylor Marie and I want to talk to you. <laughs> Bring on all our friends. Let's do it. Do it. But yeah. Okay, my darling. Well, have a good sleep and feel better. Rest well, up and um, note your dreams, please. Because they're probably telling you loads and loads and loads. Always, always.